You're listening to the Rethink Travel Podcast. It's the podcast that will make you a better traveler. In each episode, you'll hear experts talk about issues in the tourism industry and learn how you can travel more responsibly. Without further ado, please welcome your host and responsible travel expert, Annika. Today, we are joined by Joe Hendricks from Travel Without Plastic. Joe, thank you very much for making time for this podcast. Oh, I'm delighted to be with you. It's, it's great to talk to people who are interested in the subject and want to make a difference. So Travel Without Plastic has described their vision as to prevent 1 billion single-use plastic items from entering the global waste stream or natural environments by 2020. That is a hefty goal, Joe. Can you start from the beginning and tell us how did Travel Without Plastic get started and what is it that you do to reach this goal? Yes, so um, I've spent the majority of my adult career in travel and I've been lucky enough to live and work in many destinations in Europe and um, in Africa and travel quite a lot extensively around the Caribbean uh, and sometimes over to Thailand. So I've seen the impacts of tourism in destinations on local environments and on local people. And when, when you spend time there, rather than just take a, a week or a two week trip, you really start to see what those impacts mean to local people and local environments. And that sparked my interest in sustainability in general. And so for the last 10 or 12 years of my tourism career, it's been dedicated to sustainable tourism. But over that time, I've worked on quite a lot of waste projects with hotels in mainstream destinations. Um, And when I say mainstream, I mean those that Um, appeal to originating markets from the UK and Northern Europe. So very much predominantly um, Caribbean and other European destinations. And over the past, I would say, two years now, we've just had an increase in requests for us to be able to work with hotels together on preventing plastic in particular. And for obvious reasons, because it's become so so topical and people are starting to understand the global impacts of, of plastic as we see more and more documentaries. But what I think kicked me over the edge to make me really want to do this, um, and I talk about it a lot on the website, was um, what I class as being a styrofoam or an, a polystyrene breakfast. And that happened to me in the States and in the Cayman Islands in a, in a number of hotels that I stayed in. And there was not one single reusable item on the breakfast buffet in any of the hotels that I stayed in over the course of almost two weeks. And when you sit and eat breakfast from a from a polystyrene plate and a polystyrene cup and you unwrap your spoon from a plastic um, wrapper and you see everybody clear their tables and it going into those bins and the bins needing to be changed so frequently because they're just filling and filling with waste it makes you realize or it tipped me over the edge anyway that I just can't be part of it and there's got to be a better way for hotels to do things and that started me on this almost quest for information if you like so why are hotels choosing the uh, single-use plastic options what's preventing them from just using normal cutlery and ceramic plates and, and ceramic cups 
And there were so many different answers, so many different challenges that hotels were facing. And I found myself then going away back to the hotel room, thinking about what they could do, thinking about how they could change, how they could get their guests involved, what staff changes would need to take place or what training would need to take place for staff. And the more and more I spoke to hotel managers about it and found myself making these um, suggestions, more and more people started to say I needed to put this into one place uh, and into a an easily available toolkit where people could almost tap my brain, if you like, and that of colleagues in the industry that I work closely with to give them ideas of how they could at least get started. And from seeing the amount of, of waste in those hotels, we don't need to work with that many of them to actually reach that one billion goal. An average hotel um, operating on all-inclusive in a mainstream destination in Europe could get through as many as 250 or 300,000 straws in a season and hundreds of thousands of plastic bottles. So that one billion can very quickly add up if, if we work with, a, you know, a uh, a number of hotels to be able to achieve that and so that's our goal for this year is to identify um, some really good groundbreaking hotels that want to to look at this properly to really manage the amount of single-use plastic that they're using and to make those changes. All right that sounds like a really good initiative and a really important and topical project like you said. Now you said you worked with a lot of uh, hotels in, in sort of like a consulting role and helping them. So in your experience, you, why is it that hotels and, and other um, accommodation providers, whether it be a resort or something smaller like a guest house, why do they use single-use plastic like plastic cutlery? And I've seen a lot of hotels that have uh, still use water bottles, even here in Canada, where water is perfectly good to drink from the tap. So w- why is it? Is it a, a financial thing? We found there were three or four main reasons, depending on who you speak to and sometimes where the location of the hotel is. And first and foremost, it tends to be habit. And it's, it's something that they've always done and nobody complains about it. There, you know, things just crack on in the business as normal and nobody thinks to change it. So it's just one of those things. We've always done it. We don't have any problems with it. Why should we change? Then there are financial issues as well, because quite often some of the replacements to single use plastic can be more expensive. Plastic is such a cheap, cheap item that there's no nobody values it. So it's very easy to throw it away and not worry about that in terms of finances. So, for instance, if you if you go to the beach and you take a a plastic bottle of water with you and for some reason it falls out of your bag and you realize 20 minutes later you're very unlikely to go back and pick that water bottle up because you just don't value it but if you'd paid 20 or 30 pounds or dollars or euros for a reusable um, water cup or maybe one of those that filters water then you probably would go back for it because you are your value in that item. And I think that's one of the big issues that it's just not seen as a as a financially valuable item. So if you look at even just replacing plastic straws with paper straws, not taking into consideration that sometimes paper can actually be even worse in terms of an overall environmental impact 
um, than the plastic it's designed to replace, but it can be double the price. And we're still only talking, you know, 0.002 cents potentially for a paper straw, but it could be 0.001 for a plastic straw. And then when you start to work around the other options, you know, a, a bamboo straw, you're looking at maybe one or two dollars for a bamboo straw. There are edible straws available in um, Europe at the moment, and they're great, but they're, they work out at 11 cents. So if you transpose that into the, the hotels that we work with, you use a spreadsheet that we give to be able to stand how much plastic they're getting through, but also put the financial value on that. So if you change those prices in their spreadsheet, you can see a huge increase. So to change from plastic straws to, let's say, straw straws, I don't know if you've come to those. They're actually just made from straw. Even though they're still at 0.00 something pence on a wholesale um, value, it could take the price up to the hotel for about $8,000 in a year just to supply the same amount of straws. So suddenly it it is quite a big um, financial investment. So that's that's another reason. Um, and then a third one is is around health and safety and hygiene perceptions. So a little bit like you said, people that are in Canada, the water is perfectly drinkable there, but that it's still coming in bottled water. It's almost like people want that safeguard of hygiene for some reason. You know, should they trust that the glasses to drink water from in the in the bathroom of the hotel are clean? How do they go about having food on the buffet, for instance? Um, how are tea bags and coffee sachets? You know, if you touch those with your hands, there's no problem because everything's inside the sachet. So there's this massive um, issue around the perceptions of health and safety and hygiene. So if you look at plastic cups around the poolside, for instance, for a hotel with a pool or a beach, then you can't take glass because if that breaks and people are, are running around with bare feet, then you've got an issue with people sustaining an injury. So single use plastic is often become the answer to some of the health and safety concerns. And because health and safety has been a key topic for a good 30 or 40 years with hotels, it's quite hard to change that mindset and start to get them to look at the compromises. Oh, absolutely. And I've worked in the hotel industry a little bit as well. And there's always sort of these you know, underlying fear of some kind of an inspection or there's some sort of regulations that even might be uh, preventing hotels to choose something else, which is really quite frustrating. I feel like they, they need to reduce single-use plastics and some of the regulations, especially here in Canada, they haven't quite agreed on a, on a good goal or, or a shared goal because uh, they do prevent one another from working well, which is quite unfortunate at this point. Yeah, I mean, I would often sit in my old role when I worked at a tour operator, and my role was a mix of health and safety quality and sustainability and I would find myself at my own desk arguing with myself about what recommendations I should make to the hotel so that I didn't cause you know solve one problem only to find I was causing another and I guess it's having that background of knowing what the hotels or what the expectations of hotels in terms of health safety and quality that's put us in a position where the recommendations we make aren't going to have a negative impact on other areas of their business and I think that's why we've been so accepted um, as the we've almost become the go-to organization for for hotels that want to have advice on on how to make these changes without impacting other areas of the business. So you mentioned tour operators briefly that you worked in the past for a tour operator 
In your experience, are the hotels the biggest culprit for the single-use plastics in sort of the travel industry, or uh, is there a specific part in the hotel operation that generates most single-use plastics? Um, it generally tends to be um, the food and beverage department. So whether that's kitchen, whether it's packaging of the food that's being delivered to the hotels, or whether it's actually how it's served to the customers. But we find with the information that we get from the hotels we work with, the highest number of plastic items that are being used in an operation generally tends to be um, food and beverage, um, closely followed by rooms um, division. But yeah, gen generally it's in the food and beverage services. Yeah, that makes sense. And that actually brings me to another point. I recently saw that uh, Air New Zealand is uh, talking about reducing single-use plastics, and that's largely um, a food and beverage service that they are offering on their flights. Uh, have you heard anything similar happening in the airline industry, which uh, certainly contributes a lot to the single-use plastics? Yeah, that was great to see that. They're, they're going to do the first um, plastic or single-use plastic-free flight, aren't they? And I think people are watching with interest to see what alternatives are they going to use because airlines also have to consider any additional weight can have a significant impact on their CO2 emissions. And that's something that needs to be considered when making those changes. Um, for instance, we work with the, the Thomas Cook Group, which is a European operator, And they made a pledge recently to reduce 70 million items of single-use plastic from their operations, including the airline. Um, so it's something that they're looking to roll out for 2019. But it does take a lot of research into what those alternatives can be because they're not all as green as they seem. It, it's like I said earlier, sometimes you can replace a single-use plastic item with something that maybe seems to be greener, maybe a wooden fork, a wooden knife, etc. But we, we need to really understand the true natural capital cost of these alternatives if we're going to say that tourism businesses are making, you know, fully considered environmental decisions. And it, it can be difficult because plastic, some plastic in some places can be easily disposed of and recycled. Uh, and in some places it can't. And it's very much dependent on how those businesses work and what their own objectives are as to whether they look at the overall environmental impact of the alternatives or whether what's important to them is the end of life of that plastic and the impact that that's having on the, the natural environments that their tourism product depends on to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a really good point that there are certainly different kinds of uh, recycling facilities around the world. So something we are used to in North America and Europe may not at all happen in South America. And it might be a whole different story. So there's always that there's a lot of things to to take into consideration for sure. But can you tell me if I wanted to find a hotel, whether it be, let's say, anywhere in the world um, that is particularly good in regards to single use plastics, are there some questions I should be asking or is there a, a place where I could find uh, information on this kind of hotel? Is there some sort of a rating that is generally accepted? That's, it's an interesting question that well, one thing we wanted to be able to do was to give um, a platform to the hotels that we work with that are reducing single use plastic. So that's something for the longer term, um, possibly towards the end of this year. There are other things that you can do if you're looking to have a, a more to travel more consciously, let's say, as a, as a consumer. But it's interesting that even hotels with 
you know, highly recognized sustainability credentials can still be getting through thousands and thousands of single use plastic items. But it may be that they're also doing amazing work in energy reduction, water reduction, other items of waste that are more easy to deal with, potentially food waste, etc. So there's they still have an environmental accreditation, but you could go through their door and find that you're served all of your drinks around the poolside in a, a throwaway plastic glass. And that can be quite um, confusing to people when, when you think you've chosen a hotel with these eco-credentials. What I tend to do, uh, what helps me is I'll spend a bit of time looking at the hotel's website and I usually use the photographs. So everybody's got a gallery and you'll be able to see nine times out of 10 from the gallery, whether or not they've got miniature toiletries in the bathroom, because if they do, they like to take pictures of those and to make them look very pretty and, and lovely and not to be confused by ones that may be displayed in wooden boxes. This happened to my husband um, a couple of weeks ago and he was traveling and he thought he'd come across some of the best toiletries that he'd ever seen, um, you know, all in recycled paper. But when you open the paper packages, everything was wrapped in plastic inside of them. So <laughs> it, it looked great on the outside, but it wasn't great on the inside. <laughs> so, But I, I do, I'll, I'll go by photographs and, and see how they're serving the buffet, how they're serving drinks around the poolside and, and what the rooms look like. And you tend to get a uh, just a, a, an inkling there of whether you're going to find yourself being served single-use plastic or not unless unless you're really looking for an eco-conscious holiday where they take everything into consideration then, then finding it in mainstream is very difficult so it's uh, what do they say a picture tells a thousand words so I, I take a look at the photographs yeah definitely that's a, that's a really good tip and certainly I find if a hotel is doing a lot of work and pays a lot of attention to reducing single-use plastics, they will mention it on the website. Like they will make a point to talk about it. So it's, it shouldn't be buried under uh, far, far uh, several pages under something. So it should usually be uh, quite clearly visible if they have this kind of yeah, mindset. Yeah, definitely. If, right? And that's good, That's as it should be. Um, but let's talk about a little bit about traveling as a consumer or as an individual traveler. As I find when I'm at home, it's very easy to get into the habit of grabbing my reusable coffee cup or at the grocery store, I pick up items that are not wrapped in four layers of plastic. However, when I'm traveling, I'm obviously all of a sudden in a new environment and out of my routine. So do you have some tips? What can we as individual travelers do to help reducing single-use plastics while we travel, especially in countries where the tap water is not safe to drink? Yeah, it's a really good point. This happened to me so many times with traveling. Like you say, you're, you're out of your comfort zone, you're out of what you know, and it can be very difficult to, to know what to do and to do the right thing. So I think it's all about planning. So if you can plan to, to take these things with you, so put your, your reusable coffee cup into your hand luggage, for instance, and then be, use that at airports. So many airports now and, and so many outlets are used to people asking, you know, can you refill this cup for me? But what I found, what happened to me, it was very, um, very disappointing. I had a quite tall reusable coffee cup but it was one of those that would keep the coffee hot for a long time so it was like a flask and I asked the guy this was at Barcelona airport in Spain if he would fill the coffee into my own flask and I watched him go to the machine 
And I thought he must be doing somebody else's coffee before he does mine because he just got a normal, you know, single use cup, made the coffee, poured it into my flask and then threw the cup away and then gave me my flask. And I was like, what did you do that for? I don't understand. I'm trying to do it to minimise how much throwaway materials I'm using. And he said to me, well, this doesn't fit under the machine. I can't fill it any other way. And I thought, oh, I never even thought of that. So the first thing I did when I got back was I, I ordered uh, a couple more reusable coffee cups, but in different sizes. So you can get them almost in an espresso size and a small size and a large size. So I ordered some that I knew would absolutely fit under under the cups. Um, so that, that was a key tip that I needed to look at what I was buying so that it could actually work when I was traveling. Um, in terms of water, uh, there are so many filter bottles around now. There's a fantastic company called Water To Go. Uh, they're based over in the EU and they are, have created a, a water bottle with a filter inside and you can fill up from any source of um fresh water not obviously but any source of fresh water you pour that into the actual bottle and as you tip the bottle to drink it's automatically filtered and they take responsibility for for all of the testing of those filters there's lots of technology used in there to, for them to be able to guarantee 99.9 percent .9 of pathogenic bacteria is removed and the water tastes great and they also donate um, a number of their or a, a percentage of their profits to clean water projects in other areas which is great so they're a business that are not just in it to jump on the bandwagon of reducing plastic but they're out there to actually do good with their business so we really like those but there's lots of other different um, water filter companies out there as well and I like them because you can you can just take them into the you know into the toilets of an airport and you could fill up from the tap and it's no problem or you could ask a, a hotel or a bar or a restaurant to fill up from their tap and it's still going to be no problem for you, you could even fill it from a stream if you needed to if you're if you're out and about and walking so that's a great um, one to take but I think really it's just it's key to planning you know if you're writing a list of what am I going to put in my suitcase what do I need to take with me then just make sure that those things are on that list your reusable shopping bags um, a, you know a knife and fork I just take a metal knife and fork I'm not really bothered about it being a a bamboo set or anything else as long as I can reuse it I'm quite happy with that and I also take with me um, a reusable plastic straw because uh, I find them really easy to clean with the brushes so you can get um, mason jars these days with lids on and a little hole where the plastic straw goes through they look very trendy in bars but you can just take that plastic straw out and take that with you and that's brilliant it's really lightweight and easy to clean and it doesn't cause you any problems going through security so that's a that's a great way to do it. And if you travel with hand luggage only, um, I've started now to take shampoo bars and conditioner bars and they last for ages. Uh, I don't know how uh, available they are in Canada to buy, but in the UK and Europe, they're becoming very, very popular. And of course, you don't have the, the 100 mil liquids rule because they're a solid piece of equipment that you're taking with you. So it's really easy to travel with toiletries that you like. Uh, without having to worry about the 100 mil liquid rule so they would be my top tips to look for those for those items that are lightweight can easily fit into your hand luggage and aren't going to cause you any problems at security
I absolutely agree on the shampoo bars. I have been using Lush uh, products for years now. Uh, so they do have a quite heavy presence here in Canada and uh, I think in the US as well. So they're definitely available. Um, I live on the west coast of Canada. There's a lot of similar alternatives in terms of soap bars or shampoo bars from smaller um, makers. So they're definitely available and I absolutely love them. I use them at home as well, uh, as well as when I travel, because they are really good. And I usually travel with hand luggage only for work. So they are the perfect solution. I have a shampoo bar and a conditioner, and uh, it's all very, very easy. Nothing's going to leak into my bag, and they are fantastic. <laughs> I am completely sold on those. <laughs> I think they're amazing. I don't know how people have lived without them. <laughs> I really don't. I think fantastic. Yeah, I know. I love how the uh, industry, if you will, or, or uh, there are creations that are, you know, answering our questions are, and creating solutions for us. And I just love them. And Lush is a wonderful company. They have great ethics uh, from what I've read on their website. So they are certainly worth recommending. Well, you have obviously worked with a lot of hotels and a lot of businesses that are now doing a very good job with uh, reducing single-use plastics in their operations. So can you tell me what is it that they're doing? What do they tackle first? What's sort of their easiest things to change? And, and where does it go from there? Um, yeah, what, what do they reduce in their in their operation? Um, I think it depends on the hotel uh, and what they might have already done without realising. So depending on the customer demographic will depend on what types of single-use plastic you find in hotels anyway. So our first recommendation to any hotel, whether they work with us or not, is to do an audit of their hotel of single-use plastic across all of the departments to identify where it's being used because the most random items can can appear that you hadn't thought of, for instance, like um, gloves in the kitchen for keeping food prep people hygienic. You know, hotels can get through absolutely masses of them and it's not necessarily the first thing that comes to mind when you think about single-use plastic. So to do an audit and to look at the purchasing statistics so that you can identify where you could make the biggest impact, whether that's environmentally or financially, because hotels will be motivated by one or both of those things, or one may be a dominant motivation. And then it's to look at any items that really just don't add any value to the customer experience, but they're there, like I said earlier, because of habit. So from looking at the purchasing stats from a hotel chain here in the Canary Islands where I live, we could see immediately about 15% of their single-use plastic items are silly things like um, a plastic palm tree to swirl around in your cocktail, um, those dreadful thin-based slippers that you could never wear outside of a hotel room and even in the hotel room you falling all over them because they're one size only or you know you slip around on the floor and they're, they're really not adding a great deal of value um, miniature toiletries are massive in terms of of how much plastic a hotel can get through and again that it can be very very easy to just remove those from the bathroom and make them available on request and we did this years ago and I still worked as a tour operator we did this um, in a number of holiday hotels in the Balearic Islands 
um, which are Spanish islands. And not one customer went down to reception to ask for a shampoo, a conditioner or a body wash because people taking a, a seven or 14 night holiday are usually coming with their own brands that they prefer to use themselves. And so just one hotel there saved about 20,000 individual single-use plastic items and probably around 5,000 euros just by taking them out and putting a really nice um, communication in the room that said, you know, dear guest, if you would like um, shampoo, conditioner, et cetera, et cetera, please pop down to reception. It's free of charge. We'll be happy to give them to you. And like I say, nobody did. But so it, there's, there's really easy ways to do this and, and to start making that difference and to take the expectations that customers have somehow built up because we in the tourism industry have caused them to have these expectations, but we can equally, we can, we can communicate them out of that. So another example is, you know, the plastic thing on the, on the toilet that tells you the toilet's clean. You think, well, of course the toilet's clean. You're not going to put me in a room with a dirty toilet. So uh, you don't need to tell me the toilet's clean. You don't put a plastic sign over the bed to tell me the bed's clean or over the bedside table to tell me that that's clean. So why are you obsessed with telling me the toilet is clean with this plastic ribbon? And when you speak to the hoteliers, they, they do laugh at this because I think they realize, yeah, you know, absolutely, this is a bit ridiculous. Don't we still carry on these these habits? And so we get them to tackle those first, the, the low hanging fruit, so to speak, but where they can at least start to see some some changes, some impacts, some financial savings, and then slowly, slowly look at how they can tackle some of the bigger the bigger issues. But it's not easy to to tackle the bigger issues like bottled water and plastic cups and you know the 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 types of alternatives that do require consideration around health and safety and hygiene as well it's not always as easy to get the customers on board as as we'd like it to be well those are some really good points because of course i've kind of just been thinking about it uh, reducing plastic as replacing it with something else but you brought up a good point you don't necessarily have to replace anything just remove it because it's kind of unnecessary fluff that doesn't bring anything to it so that's a really good point um, but yeah then definitely something like the water bottles are an issue I'm sure uh, or a, a more challenging matter to tackle because customers have become used to expecting those so they they want to have their water bottle in the room even if they're in new york or somewhere else that where where they could drink the water so speaking of alternatives there are some really cool alternatives in the market for single-use plastics and we've mentioned a few of them like the bamboo straws or metal straws Um, what are some of the products that you thought were just a fantastic idea uh, I think I really like um, the straw straws that I came across um, a couple of months ago now. And so they're, they're taken from a wheat harvest. So when when the, the kind of flour edge is taken off to go make bread or whatever else it's making, they're really the, they're the leftovers, if you like, of wheat. And all they need to do is take some of the seeds out to clean them, cut them and pack them. And you've got a straw. And it, it doesn't really get more natural than that. It obviously goes through a small process. They're, they are more expensive than plastic and paper straws. But when you look at 
the fact that the wheat crop is going to grow again the next year. It's not going to take years and years for the tree to regrow for the paper that we use, for instance. And I've trialed them with a few hotels. So at World Travel Market in London this year, we went around asking some hotels for their opinions on a variety of different alternatives. And it was really interesting that the higher end hotels were really taken in a positive way by the straw straws. And they actually told me that they felt the stainless steel straws looked a bit clinical and almost something you would find in a doctor's surgery. And they were quite put off by those, which was really interesting. So they seem to be more of a, a kind of, you know, a personal consumer choice rather than something a hotel would want to to give its customers a, as the straw option. So the, the straw straws have definitely been one of my favourites that I've come across. Um, I, I, def, I really, really like the water to go bottles and not that hotels necessarily would provide those for their customers. But when we work together with um, hotel chains and individual hotels, we don't just look at helping them eliminate or reduce plastic from their operations we look at how they can give their guests the opportunity to continue their plastic free journey when they've left the hotel by stocking these types of things maybe in their on-site shop or if they have a spa or a wellness center then why not stock shampoo bars or shampoo cubes or um, you know other types of plastic free products so that you can make an income from that, which isn't always the primary focus for some hotels, but for some it could be. So there's an income generating activity from that. But you're giving a great message and you are helping people carry on that journey. So when we look for alternatives, we look for those that don't just have to be incorporated into the operation, but ones that can help people to to carry on or even just get started. Perhaps that's the, you know, the time when somebody makes the connection when they're when they're spending time on the beach and they see plastic washing up on the beach in front of them in the holiday destination that they've chosen, maybe that's the turning point. And if there's an alternative right there and then that they can choose to take home with them, maybe that's the way that we start to get more people involved in, in making personal choices that can make a difference. Oh, absolutely. And just going back to the, the water bottles, um, I think it's a great idea for tour operators and hotels to provide their travelers and guests with branded water bottles that they can then reuse much, much after the voyage. And they had this cool water bottle, maybe it's got a logo of the company and, you know, they sort of carry that on, but it's also got a little bit of a benefit for the company as well, because their logos are now traveling around the world while reducing plastic on a longer term. So I think that's a great idea as well. It is, of course, uh, more expensive, but you know, there there are some good benefits in it, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And if hotels can start to make some changes that reduce and eliminate unnecessary plastics, you could ring fence those savings to do something that is a bit more message and brand related. Um, and the water to go bottles do work with um, hotels and allow them to use brand in there because they know that's important. And it's a great message. So it's you, you can find ways to you know, to initially cover those costs if you want to, or still offer them for sale to customers if, if you want to use it as an income generating opportunity. There's no reason why they don't need to do that. So they could take, you know, depending on the operator, um, they could take either approach, really. It's great to be flexible with it, I think. Oh, absolutely. So lastly, um, do you think the industry is going strongly towards the future with less plastic or 
Is the progress kind of slow? And is there hope to achieve your goal of preventing 1 billion single-use plastics from getting into the uh, environment? I really hope so, because it's on it's on our website. <laughs> it's been there for a while as our goal. So I really hope we achieve it. We put it out there. I'm a great believer in the universe. If it's out there, things will conspire to make it happen. Uh, but I, I do think, you know, ahead of so much impending legislation now with the EU, for instance, looking at the banning the import of uh, the 10 kind of top found plastic items on beach cleans, which includes cutlery, straws, coffee cups, etc. People are businesses are going to need to look at how they're going to change so that they meet this legislation. So I, I think the appetite is going to continue to grow. But what they they need to be careful of now is that they're you know the alternatives that they choose aren't worse overall environmentally and sometimes it's people don't expect me to say this but it can be better depending where you are to take the single-use plastic and actually recycle it dispose of it properly than to potentially take um, some of the plant-based plastics that are around at the moment if your destination doesn't have a means to be able to dispose of those properly so rather than feeling pressurized to make a very quick decision, it might be the time is to continue as you are for the time being, really look at how you you manage the waste and make sure it's going to the right places whilst you take the time to research the impacts of the alternatives so that you don't find yourself, you know, six months into your your summer operation of 2019 regretting the choices that you've made so it's it's a step-by-step approach and I think the more there's going to be so many more innovations coming to market which will hopefully bring unit costs down for hotels that operate on very small margins but that still want to be able to play their role in this the, I think the next three or four years or so are going to be very very interesting in terms of the alternatives that are available and and how we get the the staff and the guests of hotels involved with this definitely an appetite. Yes, definitely. And and reducing single-use plastic has been quite a hot topic and I think it will remain so for quite some time. So I'm also hopeful that you will reach a goal. Now, where can we find you and travel without plastic on the online world or in the real world? <laughs> How could we get in touch with you if we want to learn more? <laughs> So in, in the online world, we're just travelwithoutplastic.com. So we're really easy to find on there. Um, we do have a Facebook site um, that's predominantly just to, to post updates, which we hope um, people like you and me would see that gives them inspiration for destinations or hotels that are doing great work. Uh, we do have an Instagram site where we're not massive on Instagram. I have to say I need to to work on that a little bit more. And then in in real life, where I'm based out in the Canary Islands, I have a partner in the UK, and we also work with a number of strategic partners in Florida, in Australia, and in West Africa. And so there are people taking the travel without plastic message um, around the world in places that we can't necessarily reach or we can't be in all of them all the time so we're, we're hoping to grow our global reach for 2019. Thank you Joe, very much for taking time to come as my guest to this podcast.
No, it's been great. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, as you can see, I'll, I'll talk about it and talk about it and talk about it for ages. So that's perfect. <laughs> I hope your listeners find it interesting and they're, they're inspired to make a difference. I am sure <laughs> they are. And that is exactly what the goal of this podcast is. So thank you. 